Uh, today, we are very happy to have uh, Joe Anderton as our speaker. Joe and his wife Amy are uh, part of our St. Philip's congregation and have been uh, for about four years. Joe is originally from Oil City, Pennsylvania. Uh, which he tells me was where Quaker State and Pennzoil both started. Uh, so they have decamped since then for Texas. Uh, but Joe, Joe grew up there, um, the seventh of eight children in a Catholic family, which I'm sure there's some good stories to tell about that. And uh, he came south to Florida and then made uh, probably his best decision ever, which was to marry his wife, Amy, um, whom a number of you all know. She's very active here at St. Philip's as well. And Joe uh, was one of the founders of Bass Underwriters, and Bass Underwriters has grown into a very large managing general agency uh, in the commercial insurance world, uh, with offices around the United States, hundreds of employees, $640 million in premium income. Uh, it's a huge outfit. And uh, one of the beautiful things about it is that Joe uh, has continued to be very involved in the leadership as the, the principal and executive vice president there uh, and trying to infuse um, some Christian principles in the way that is one. Um, Joe and his wife have five children uh, who are also a great blessing to our congregation. We were just in the youth room looking at where his twin daughters had written their favorite Bible verse on the wall um, their senior year here. Uh, but the great thing about Joe is that he has a true servant's heart. He has been a real blessing to us here at St. Philip's. He came to the Lord uh, back in 1991 and uh, has been serving him since then, and we are very privileged today to have him share his story with us. So please join me in welcoming Joe Anderton. All right, wow. Um, just want to thank everybody for being here. I thank Brian for inviting me here. Uh, when he told me I had to talk three hours, I'm like, I don't know if I can do that, but I'll give it a shot. No, I'm joking. You can laugh now. So. <laughs> anyway, no, um, just uh, thrilled to be here. I want to thank uh, St. Philip's, uh, the leadership at St. Philip's, and the congregation at St. Philip's. I'm going to talk a little bit about our, our uh, move to, um, to Charleston, and then I'm going to jump back and talk about uh, my uh, life uh, growing up uh, a Catholic and then becoming a, uh, a Christian. Uh, but first, I do want to talk uh, real quick... <laughs> Well, I didn't mean to say that. I'm, uh... We do. Anyway, I uh, do want to introduce all my, you know, my uh, my family. Uh, I am um, just thrilled, uh, you know, to have been married 31 years. I remember when my parents got had their 25th anniversary. I looked at them and I said, "Oh my goodness, they're so old." And now I'm 31 years uh, into marriage. I feel uh, I'm, I'm young. Come on, man. So. Um, but uh, five kids, um, you know, our, our twins, uh, our youngest just went off to school, so we are empty nesters. Uh, I still haven't felt that much. It's been, we have a lot of visitors, so we haven't been uh, empty nested yet, but uh, we're really working on that. Uh, so they're off to college. I got um, my son um, down at college at Florida. He's graduating this year. It's pretty exciting. And then I have, um, his name's Jack, and then... Uh, Windsor just got engaged to 
Alex here, so he's going to be part, he's part of our family, and then we have Ainsley who is married to Dom, and Dom uh, and Ainsley just had their, our first grandchild, uh, Birdie, and she was baptized this weekend, um, and she did great, by the way, this weekend, so, um, so I just want to introduce everybody, um, and then uh, wanted to talk about our transition up here, so we, uh, um, we were uh, living in South Florida, and we vacationed a lot up here in uh, Edisto Island, um, and we just loved, um, we loved visiting Charleston. We loved the people up here. We would spend uh, three weeks in Edisto, and we would come up uh, to Charleston um, and, and hang out and walk Church Street and um, just really enjoyed uh, Charleston. And Amy, uh, going way back, you know, she really wanted to get back to the South. She is from Memphis, Tennessee, and uh, I needed to I needed to introduce Amy. She's, uh, um, every time I introduce uh, uh, myself up here, being from the, uh, the North, I do like to say she is from Memphis, Tennessee, so she is a true Southerner. Um, but anyway, so she really wanted to get back to the South, and living in South Florida, in Flo um, Fort Lauderdale, it, um, it was getting taken over by Miami. Miami's just uh, coming up to Fort Lauderdale, um, and, you know, we always talked about it, and, um, but building a business down there, I really needed to be down there, and um, we found this little neighborhood called Sea Ranch Lakes in northeast Fort Lauderdale, and we moved there, um, and it was uh, um, about a 266 homes. It was a, their own little town, and this town, they had their own mayor and their own police department. It was like a little walled city. Um, and we could walk over A1A uh, to the beach. So it was a really unique little situation in Broward County because you go outside of Broward County and there's just a lot of crime. So there was really little crime and all the police officers were from New York City, ex-cops uh, up in New York City. And, and my, my kids just got to be friends with the police officers. So it was a really neat little place. So, and then our neighbors, uh, we had uh, five, um, you know, different neighbors with probably 23 kids, and the eldest was my, uh, uh, my, was my daughter. And so they all kind of hung out together, walked over the beach, uh, swam, whatever it was. So it was a really cool um, community. We homeschooled her, uh, five kids. Um, um, and then, you know, we, we always thought going through this whole, as they, you know, grew up, we want to get back to... Uh, back to the south. That's what Amy kept drilling me. We want to get back south. And, um, so we kind of grew up and then uh, uh, went through uh, life. Um, and as time, you know, went through, uh, as, as time went on, we, uh, um, we decided to get out of Broward County. And uh, so, you know, we've kind of grew up. Um, uh, our kids are older. They're all going up to school. And we're like, let's go to Jupiter, Florida. So we were going to make this move to Jupiter, Florida. Um, and um, hired a contractor to build a home um, and uh, architect, what have you. And, you know, something moved in my heart. I was like, you know what, I really, you know, if we do this, I'm going to be in, it's basically, you know, making a move to, uh, to a little bit north, but it's still South Florida, and we're just surrounded by this city. I'm like, you know what, let's, let's just jump to Charleston. So it was like a spur-of-the-moment decision we said, let's go to Charleston. Uh, a big concern uh, we had was, well, you know, we're a little older now, kids are, you know, older, um, are we going to have any friends? Um, you know, um, you know, uh, we are getting up there. So we, uh, 
uh, we, but we just loved the people of Charleston. And we said, you know what, we're going you know, to make the jump. And uh, uh, Dom and Ainsley had uh, come up a year prior and uh, found St. Philip's Church. And so we came up here during COVID, and um, we joined, you know, we uh, visited St. Michael's, and then we came here to St. Philip's. And um, we found a family home, and we found fellowship, and we've just found a, uh, just a true family that we um, absolutely love. And that's what I want to, uh, I want to get back to. I want to thank you guys for opening your arms to us. Uh, and that, it just, uh, it was just a huge um, uh, comfort for us to be able to find uh, this church family. So thank you. Um, so that was kind of... Uh, Long story short of us tr transferring up here, but I want to go back to, you know, where I grew up and kind of my story of, uh, uh, of uh, you know, kind of moving down to Florida. So grew up in a large Catholic family. My grandmother had 50 uh, grandchildren on one side, um, and then on my, uh, my dad's side, there was uh, 30 grandchildren. So uh, we had a huge, huge Catholic family. And... As, you know, growing up in uh, western Pennsylvania, the Midwest, I don't know, um, I always argue with Jeff. Jeff's from that area up there as well. I always tell people I'm from the Midwest. If I would have grew up 40, minute, 40 miles from where I grew up, I would have been technically in the Midwest in Ohio. But uh, Jeff always argues with me. But uh, anyway, um, so we had 80 cousins. I was one of the younger cousins. Uh, um, and... Um, Growing up uh, um, with your friends as cousins was just really, uh, really cool. So we went to um, a grade school called uh, St. Joseph's uh, Grade School. Um, <clears throat> and growing up in the north, uh, there's a lot of snow. And I don't know if you ever hear stories of people walking to school, but we actually walked to school. And it was in a, a, um, a valley. So I always had to walk upstairs uh, or up one valley in the snow and then home in the other valley. So it was always walking up a hill and then with snow. So um, anyway, um, I always remember uh, second grade. So I'm in second grade and um, we had a, um, our teacher was Sister Mary Margaret, um, and we weren't uh, always kind. We'd call her Sister Mary Midget because she was probably four foot eight. Um, I always remember her. She was the meanest teacher, and um, I always remember uh, her hitting um, hitting um, uh, the whole class because somebody played the piano. I remember getting um, uh, one one day talking to a friend in class and um, getting. Uh, kind of slapped inside the head. It was just really, really odd. But then she uh, always uh, had Reverend Robbie show up and sing these songs. Uh, and I'll, I, I never forget that. I never would forget those songs. It was, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Um, it was uh, uh, just some, uh, some cool memories going back to, you know, second grade. But anyway, let me, um, let me kind of jump forward. So grade school, um, Went to um, you know St. Joe's and uh, at going into high school, um, like in, uh, seventh grade. So I'm living in Oil City, Pennsylvania. My dad gets sick in, in seventh grade, um, and we move uh, when uh, as he's getting sick, he got cancer, um, and um, we moved up to Henry's Bend. So I'm living in Oil City, which is not a very big town. Move up to Henry's Bend, which is even a smaller town of about a hundred people. Um, 
my cousins, uh, the, uh, the only good thing about that was my cousins lived, uh, I had one, uh, the O'Briens live here, I had the Stublers living here, and then one other cousin lived, the Homans live inside. So a lot of uh, friends to kind of hang out with. Uh, but my, anyway, um, so my dad uh, ends up um, getting um, the cancer, he had a stroke, and he had a, a heart attack. He died when I was in 11th grade. So, um, you know, we had, um, you know, when, I, when, when he had died, I had like five of our kids, you know, five uh, of my siblings there. Um, and at that point, I really, you know, my, uh, I, I kind of turned away from God um, and going to church. And, um, you know, uh, church for me, um, you know, growing up Catholic was, we would go, um, you know, on Sundays. And then, you know, I wasn't real committed to it, but then Easter would come and I always go uh, on Easter. Um, and then try to make it as much as I could. But I really never really uh, listened. I always like, oh, you know, it's going to be an hour and a half service or an hour service. I'm like, oh, I always complain and did not want to go. Um, and um, sure enough, um, you know, I graduate from, or from high school, move on to uh, going to college. And by then, I, I, you know, I was basically, I was of the world. I was totally lost. And I did not uh, step, uh, you know, um, into a church um, um, until um, probably another five years from the, uh, at that point. So it was a pretty rough time in my life, you know, losing my dad, um, having um, just no, I, I had no guy, no rudder, I guess. Uh, and I did not, I, and um, wasn't sure what was gonna happen. I knew I did not wanna, I, I knew I was gonna leave that town for an opportunity. I wanted to go somewhere. Um, Anyway, so I'm going through college, um, went to University of Pittsburgh. Um, we you know, graduated in 1989, and, um, and I'm not gonna share a whole lot about that time, but it was, uh, you know, it was a time uh, of my life that where I was absolutely lost. Um, and um, so I graduated, did not wanna stick around Pittsburgh, did not wanna st uh, stay around um, Oil City because uh, just, uh, um, like I said, I wanted, to, I wanted an opportunity. The, the towns were really dead. It was uh, definitely a rust, uh, um, uh, the rust bucket. We always called Oil City the rust bucket because everybody had left the town uh, for any opportunity. So I graduate um, 1989, like I said. Um, I have a sister that lives in California, um, and then I have a brother that lives in Miami, and I had a, a, another sister that lived in North Carolina, and I'm going to one of those three places. And my, my brother in, uh, uh, in Miami had a boat. Uh, he had recently sold a business, and I'm like, I'm going down. He had a boat. I, I love fishing. So anyway, moved down to Florida with uh, maybe, uh, maybe $100 in my pocket, um, nothing, and you know, um, graduated uh, with an um, accounting and business uh, degree. And so I'm looking for a CPA you know, job. And, uh, or, uh, well, I, so anyway, moved down to Miami, looking for this job. Um, lived with my brother for about a year, um, and we went fishing uh, probably every weekend. Uh, caught a lot of fish uh, going in out, uh, out of uh, Miami, um, and I just kind of grew up uh, uh, um, loving, loving to fish. Uh, found my first job up in Broward County, working for a, a little regional uh, public accounting firm. And um, six months later, um, 
My uh, wife, Amy, uh, moves to South Florida from Memphis, Tennessee, and uh, her mom happens to work for the same uh, CPA firm. Uh, she uh, brought pictures of her daughters in, and I'm like, oh, this girl's gorgeous. I'm gonna, I, I really wanna marry this girl. I didn't know that. So my wife told me not to include that in this talk, but I had to, so. So, um, Anyway, so uh, I wanted to meet this girl. She's, uh, I, 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 you know, I want to step back. I always thought I would marry a uh, southern girl. Um, growing up in the north, um, I just loved the way southern girls talked. And uh, uh, kind of weird, but uh, anyway, I moved to South Florida. And I'm thinking there's no way I'm going to meet a southern girl, and sure enough, I do. Um, so um, the, uh, I work in a CPA firm, uh, and... Um, we uh, do, do a lot of taxes, it's tax season. There's a little church, a um, little Baptist church that um, has a pancake breakfast. Uh, and a lot, uh, some of the leaders at the, um, at the office were like, we're gonna go um, have a pancake breakfast on Saturday, we're gonna work, we're gonna go to this breakfast and then we'll work uh, the rest of the day, it's on a Saturday. I'm sure, I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool. So we all went and um, that's, where, uh, uh, that's where I met Amy. Uh, saw her there and I'm like, oh my goodness, I gotta meet this girl. So anyway, we ended up, I ended up uh, asking her out um, and uh, found out that she's on her way back to Mississippi to go to Ole Miss. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I can't lose this girl. So um, we, um, I asked her to, uh, for a date and to my surprise, she said yes. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> As you know, yeah, I definitely married up, okay? Um, so anyway, we uh, went, um, went out on a, on a date, um, and Amy's like, she's a Southern Baptist. I didn't know what that was, okay? So, um, and she kept, she introduced me to Jesus, and I'm like, I didn't know he, who he was either, sadly. And um, I'm like, man, and so I gave her all these excuses. I'm like, um, you know, let's go, you know, my, our family's going to church. We'd love to have you. And I'm like, well, you know, and I gave the excuse. Um, maybe when I get married, I want my kids to kind of grow up in that. And, um, and I'm like, you know, you name it, I had the excuse. So then, uh, you know, we dated a few more times, and I'm really thinking, you know, uh, I'm going to lose this girl if I don't, you know, check out church. So I'm like, I got to do it. And sure enough, Easter's coming around. So Easter's here, and um, you know, being a good Catholic, I was not a good Catholic, but being a Catholic, I'm like, well, maybe I'll go check it out. So Easter service, I, I decide, okay, you know, Amy, um, I'm coming. Uh, you know, I'd love to come in, uh, to church with you guys. So, so this is a small ba Southern Baptist church. Um, we're meeting in a cinema, and I'm like, you know, I grew up with this really ornate. Catholic Church, and I go walk into this place. I'm like, what is this? I didn't. Know. <laughs> I was blown away. I seriously. I'm like, this, and we're in a cinema, and so sure enough, we sit down in this cinema, and I'm like, okay. I didn't know what was going to happen, and um, <clears throat> I really didn't. And I, uh, I'm sitting there next to Amy, and uh, uh, the Lord moved uh, um, in, in, at this little church that I had. Um, you know, I was afraid to go to. Um, so, Doc, uh, I always remember this. Uh, it was um, 
David Hughes was the pastor. Never forget this. So we're up there. He's, uh, you know, we sing songs. He's given a sermon. He's talking about all the excuses uh, for not going to church. And he's naming these things off. And I swear, I'm like, these are four things, the same excuses I had. And he's like looking at me. And I'm like, come on. I look at Amy, and I'm like, Amy, did you talk to this guy? And she, and she looked at me, and, I, and he's like, she's like, no, that's the Holy Spirit movement. And I'm like, what? <laughs> okay. And, uh, and so he, move, he you know, moves on in, in, in the... Um, uh, in the sermon, he's talking, talking, and um, about Jesus, and you know, and um, talked about how you know Jesus is a gift. It's uh, something you know um, that we can't earn. I didn't know that. I thought we we earned our way to heaven. I had no way. And you know, he kind of gave a um, you know, um, I he prayed a prayer to accept Jesus at that in his sermon, and I and I, I, I prayed that prayer. Uh, I did not do it aloud. Nobody knew. And um, at the end of the sermon, he want, he did an altar call. And, you know, I'm blown away. I'm like, this guy, it, it, I mean, the ser- it, it went like that. The whole, the whole sermon, everything. And I'm like, I felt, I really felt led to go up. Um, but I did not go up the, after that sermon. I, um, um, I don't know what held me back, but I didn't do it. And uh, I thought, hmm, okay, so move on. Um, a week later, I had a trip planned to um, Alaska with my brother. My brother bought this trip. Uh, my sister, um, uh, another sister, lived up in Fairbanks, Alaska. Her um, uh, husband was stationed there in the Army. Um, and uh, we've been talking um, months about going up there and going fishing and uh, wanted to do this float trip, uh, fly uh, in the middle of nowhere, they drop you off um, and um, you know, you fish and it's just, uh, it's like a five day trip. So me, I'm like, yeah, I love fishing. I'm really looking forward to this. So we go, uh, it's my brother George, um, uh, myself, my sister Sue up in uh, Alaska and, and then her boss, she worked for a CPA firm up in Fairbanks he was going to be our guy. And um, we find out when we get up there. Um, so we, uh, we drove like dummies uh, uh, from um, Anchorage to Fairbanks. I looked it on the map, didn't look that long, but I, I don't know if you ever did that drive. Don't do it. It's like an eight-hour trip, and it was unbelievably long. But we get up there, uh, we make it, and, uh, you know, of course, Alaska is just gorgeous. Uh, we get up there, we had everything planned. Uh, we're going on this float trip, and um, the, our guide backs out, like I said, our seat, and, and so we said, you know what, we're gonna go on this trip anyway, because we, you know, we made all these plans, we're up here, um, and we did it. So we had to drive back to Anchorage, um, and we jumped on this little plane, Sue, George, and I, and uh, this guy, you know, I call them outfitters. They really weren't. The, um, um, the stuff they gave us were, was used and abused. The life preservers wouldn't, li- you would not float. It was just some really tough stuff. So, but, you know, we fly in, and they drop us off at this lake, and he gives us his map and says, okay, we're going to meet you right here, uh, uh, you know, Thursday morning, five days later. And we're like, all right, cool. This is really cool. Um, and, you know, he leaves, so it's just the three of us, and um, um, with this little 
raft that, uh, you know, real tiny little raft. And uh, for the first, probably first two days of the trip, um, fantastic. You know, little um, beaver dams here, we're fly fishing. I've caught more fish in, uh, in, in two days than I ever did in my whole life. And, uh, you know, pulled out this rainbow trout. My, my brother did, it was just the biggest rainbow trout I've ever saw, just spectacular. Um, on the map, we look, two days later, we look at this map, and it says, warning, white water coming. And, you know, this is the meandering little stream. We're like, what the hell? It can't be that bad. And um, so, but we just pull over, and we're like, okay, we better. We put on the light preservers, and um, come around the bend, and it merges with this raging river. And <laughs> we're like, oh, okay, this is kind of scary. And for about 100 yards straight, it keeps getting sh uh, tighter. And there's walls of rocks. And we're like, this is getting scary. And there's nothing we can do. I mean, we're going. And, and then we hear this waterfall. I don't know if you ever heard of a waterfall and you didn't know it was coming. But it's really scary. So we hit this. And we're getting tighter, tighter. And sure enough, there's a water, waterfall up there. In the middle of the waterfall, there's a huge rock. And of course, we hit that rock. We hit the rock, we flip over, and boom, under. And at that point... I'm caught in this, uh, the waterfall, and I'm spinning. And I felt, I felt Jesus with me. because I don't know how long I was underwater, um, and, but um, I really, uh, I did not panic. And um, I, uh, I'm under, and I'm, at one point I'm thinking, man, this is it. And I, I figure I was going to you know, basically take uh, a breath underwater because I couldn't do it any longer. And I'm under, and I don't know what happened, but now it popped up. And uh, I'm popped up under the raft, so, and I'm trying to hang on to the raft and I'm trying to get my breath. And I hear my brother and sister over here crying. I, I, was, I, don't know, I was under the water so long they thought I was dead. And pop up, and I'm like, man, uh, they don't see me still, so they're bawling. And I, I, I finally get out from the raft, get out, and um, the only thing I can think of, I got to walk down that aisle next week. <laughs> and so I did. So long story short, the, um, the trip was fantastic other than that. Um, and it really made me, um, I, I went home uh, and walked down that aisle and, and really confessed and uh, became a Christian at that point. That was my conversion. Um, I, uh, that was 1990, 1990, uh, or I'm sorry, 19, 1990, wow, um, uh, when that happened. So it was just a um, pretty unbelievable story um, to really uh, how I found Jesus. So let me, I wrote down some notes I really got to get through real quick. I know he's going to walk up real quick, so sorry, guys. Uh, I got to finish um, um, okay, so um, the trip we called it the Whitewater Grace, and that's kind of uh, like a little famous story that we tell in our um, in our family. Um, so I returned to Florida, and I did get baptized, um, and then um, married Amy. Um, you know, um, a year later. And uh, best, second best thing I ever did, uh, you know, she really helped me find my way. And uh, um, I really feel, you know, she definitely was, um, you know, uh, I, owe, uh, I owe everything to her. I mean, I really did. Find, you know, she really introduced me to Jesus and, 
I really felt that call and I really accepted that call. But uh, I want to um, kind of say a couple things and then I'll be done. But, um, you know, one of, uh, one of the greatest lessons from uh, that time in my life was the importance of heeding the call of the Holy Spirit. As Brian shared in his sermon this past week, God loves you and is pursuing you. Heed his call and his voice in your life. Um, and then I do want to quote Ephesians. In him, we were all chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will, in order that we, who were the first to put our hope in Christ, might be for the praise of his glory. And you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. When you believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promise Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possessions, to the praise of our glory. Amen. So, thank you, guys. Joe, thank you so much for sharing from your heart with us. Uh, about how the Lord has worked in your life and worked in your family. And we are uh, perhaps even more grateful than you are that you found your way to St. Philip's because you and your family have been such a blessing to us. So let's thank Joe again for his courage in sharing with us today. <laughs> <laughs>